This last week, I've been watching um, a new series, a new sci-fi series on the BBC called Hard Sun. And I'll spare you the details, um, but it's about some catastrophic sun event that's going to destroy the whole world. And it's not going to destroy the world today or tomorrow, but they know it's going to happen in five years' time. And so the whole drama of this TV series is about how people react to knowing that everything's going to end in five years. Now, I'm not recommending this TV series to you because, as one review put it, it's nonsense and rubbish. Um, but it does provide a, a useful example of what uh, our second reading refers to in St. Paul. And so I thought this would be a good moment to reflect on how we should react to knowing that the world would end. Because there are many different ways we could react. And the thing is this, that as Christians, we have a particular angle on this question. So we heard in our second reading, St. Paul saying how the order of this world is passing away. And we know that the Lord Jesus repeatedly said how when he comes again in glory, it will be at the end when he will come in glory and power and judge. And the book of Revelation describes at some length uh, how at that time everything here will pass away, even the heavens will pass away, that there will be a new heaven and a new earth for the order of this world will be no more. So this is something the Bible says a lot. But it's actually something you can know even without the Bible. Every time I look in the mirror uh, and I see my receding hairline and a few more wrinkles, I think the order of this world is passing away. And it is. But how should we feel about that? Well, one way we could feel is despair. To be so rooted in this world, to have our hearts set as if this world was all there is, that the thought of it ending makes us despair. Another reaction could be self-indulgence. Well, if I've only got a little while, well, then I will grab for myself whatever pleasures I can take should be to take St. Paul's warning in completely the wrong direction. But there is a completely different way we could react to knowing that, as St. Paul puts it, time is growing short. Namely, to decide that if there isn't much time left, well, I will use the time I have better than I've used the time up till now. That I will live my life in the way that I kind of vaguely intended and thought before, but never really did. To live my life with a, a greater spirit of generosity, of kindness, of self-sacrifice. To spend more time with the Lord in prayer, maybe at weekday mass, not just Sunday mass. Time is short, so I'll live it better. 
So my point to you this morning is that this Christian teaching that the order of this world is passing away, that this is a crucial part of what the Lord Jesus has to teach us because it changes how we live. He teaches us to to live a new life with our hearts set on a new world. And we can't do that if our heart is set on this world. And there's so much in this world that indicates we shouldn't have our hearts set on it. The book of Psalms calls it a veil of tears. As many of us will use that phrase daily when we say the Hail Holy Queen. But what can change where our heart is set upon? Well, if we read the Gospels, well, there's one repeated thing again and again, namely to meet the Lord Jesus. That meeting the Lord Jesus opens new horizons, changes what our heart is set upon. Therefore, which world our heart is set upon. So in the Gospel text today, we heard about Simon and Andrew and James and John, and how the Lord called them to follow him. And they weren't sat there doing nothing. They were busy. They were busy with this world. They were busy being fishermen. They were busy mending their nets. They were busy in the boat. And the Lord took them in the midst of everything they were doing in this world, and he called them to leave it behind and follow him. And it struck me as I was reading this that actually he said very little about what he was promising them. He didn't really promise them anything. He didn't say, follow me and this is what you will have ahead of you. He said very little. And yet somehow they had already in meeting him seen enough to see even implicitly the promise of to be with him is to be with something new. And if you remember, this passage came after the passage we had as the gospel last week. And that passage, we heard the Lord Jesus invite them to come and see, to spend time with him. So they, they had already spent time with him. They had already seen something of of what he was like and therefore in seeing him to have some sort of vision of what a new life could be in him. And so they left their nets. They left their father. They left their business. They left the world of the past to follow him. So to come back to where I began, one day this world will end, maybe in a ball of fire from the sun as the BBC series is saying, maybe tomorrow, maybe next year, but it will end. And that's a good thing, that this is a world made by the good Lord but it is impregnated with our sin in so many ways. 
And the thing in Jesus is that there is something better available. And if we accept that the order of this world is passing away, then we should be ready to live the new life, whatever following him involves.